Welcome to Fandoms Gone Wrong. I'm Charlie. And I'm Carrie. And this week, what do we watch? Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. A movie that we watch a lot. Like the a, director's like a lot. cut. Yeah, we. Not, I don't know if it's director's cut, but it's the extended Well, the one that has all the scenes that were cut out of the movie that are on when you watch it on TV. How about yeah. that? Yeah, because the, the box set that we have of all the movies, the first two are extended. But none of the other ones are. So it's really weird. Yeah, it's stupid. So but I, that's okay because it's a good movie. So when we cover Chamber of Secrets, we'll also probably do extended version. Just because it's more fun that way. Because the outtakes are funny sometimes. They are. I, I did like the outtakes in this movie. Also, yep. fun fact, maybe y- y'all can hear it, but we have new mics. They might be better. They might not. We'll find out. The other... But the old ones crashed our computers. So. Yeah, the old mics we were are. fucking up our computers. So really let's hope this, this turns out better. Uh. We can only hope. All right. Okay, Mother, ready to start. Yeah, Mother, do you want to give us the synopsis? Give a synopsis? That's your job. So this story is about a poor abused kid who lives in a basement, in a closet, sorry, under the stairs. His uh, aunt and uncle are crazy lunatics, and he gets this letter saying that, you know, we don't know because he's not allowed to open it. His uncle takes it, tears it up, loses it. A million letters keep coming in the mail, and eventually... A lovely giant comes and tells him that he's a wizard and he's going to this magical school. Takes him on a little journey through a magical world and sets him on the train to go to the school. And we find out about all his adventures there while he finds out how his parents died. And he fights the guy who kills his parents. And of course he wins because it's a happy story. But in the process he meets his two new best friends... And, of course, the best wizard ever, Albus Dumbledore, played by Richard Harris, whom I love and I miss so bad. I love Richard Harris. The other guy's good in the later movies, but Richard Harris will always hold a place in my heart. That's the difference. I think he was pretty good, but he's not as good. I don't think Michael Gammon is good as as Dumbledore. Richard Harris is just amazing. He's bad And so sad. We have to... You know, we have to be sad about him passing. And, of course, Alan Rickman's in this, and I'm in love with Alan Rickman. So You're in love with him? Too. But Yeah, I was. But he's ill-equipped. Not now. He's dead. <laughs> that was only in the other movie, was he ill-equipped. <laughs> I'm sure in real life he was well-equipped, at least until the end, when he got sick of cancer. Yeah. But anyway, so let's talk about this movie. Yeah. Give us more this details. Is, this Will is going to be the first time that we do, like, um, a movie comparison one. I just wanted to We're doing a comparison? But well, I didn't know we were comparison. Well, like... We we read the book for an episode, and now we're like mm-hmm. we're talking about the movie. So like there might be some like little we've already done that. Oh, we're we... gonna compare the two. Oh like, god, maybe a little bit. I've only read the book like five or six times. I have to remember it now. Jeez, <laughs> you're not required to. I'm just saying like if if you think of something that you remember happened in the book, like you know, like a lot of things. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so let's start off with the story. Yeah, of the movie. So like oh, the the movie starts like with that scene of um Dumbledore and McGonagall going to Privet Drive and it's like very dramatic and was it Dumbledore takes out all the lights on the street and McGonagall's a cat because of course she is and I just really liked how they did the the transformation of her in this because they didn't waste animation they were just like, no, nah, we're just going to make it shadows. We're not actually going to show her being cat to human. We're just going to do that in shadows on the wall. <laughs> so when you mention that, it reminds me of like in the vampire movies that we watched where 
they he you'd see the transformation kind of in the shadow or you'd see him come up to them on the shadow looking different and that's what kind of remind me of that when you said that you know it's it's a it's an easier way of like doing it and not having to spend as much money (laughs) you don't have to render Mm -hmm. as much you know but i was making a connection i know it's a good connection Y'all should listen to, right? um, which episode was that? Is that the Dracula one? Or is that the... Yeah, one of the... Dra- it was one of the Dracula we ta- ones. Yeah. We talked about Dracula. And so Dumbledore leaves Harry on the Dursley's doorstep, of course. And Wait Hag- a minute. We meet Hagrid. Yeah, I was, a- I was about to say that. And but Hag- we meet that before Harry's left on the doorstep. Hagrid arrives I- on a flying motorcycle. I can't make any mistakes with you. With a hidden baby in his jacket, like, yeah. swaddled up to him. I was about to say that Hagrid is, like, crying the entire time <laughs> because he doesn't want little Harry to go. And it's really cute. And then it gets all dramatic because, like, they leave the baby there. And then the music becomes very loud. And then we get, <laughs> like, the Harry Potter logo and everything. I just remember we were, like, screaming about the loud music as we watched it. Yeah. Because we're watching it, all of a sudden the volume gets wicked loud on the TV. That's, like, wicked, that's one wicked of the loud. problems with the Harry Potter movies is like, I don't, is it bad sound mixing? Like, it just I think gets, it's just, it's yeah, so it's a quiet, little excessive. And then it's so loud. You, It's good for a movie theater, but it's not good for your home. You just you nope. can't do Wait. it. <laughs> so I'm going to start off here, right here with the first comment about that scene. Because mm-hmm. this is the comment I got to say about that scene. He's carrying a really small-looking baby, mm-hmm. and he's got this little tiny basket. This is a one-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> this is a one-year-old. This is a kid who can walk and, you know, is moving around. It, it would be a lot bigger than that little swaddled baby in the basket I, that he put down. He's not even He's not even one. He's 15 months old because yeah. it's October. Yeah. So he's, he's, he's plenty big enough to not be... He's a toddler then if he's, like, 15 months old. He wouldn't be that tiny. He he was not know. a big kid, but he wouldn't be that tiny. I mean, the picture of him in the scene where they show him his mother dying later on, he was standing up in his crib. He was bigger. Yeah. Than a kid that would I be don't know. In that they they was. just did it for that. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Chris Columbus screwed up on that one. Yeah. Sorry, just had to say it because I, I, every time I see it, I'm like, it's a cute baby was scene, it? but it's too small. Was it something that you said where you were um? comparing harry potter to like moses or something a little bit because you know he's in the basket and he's left and he's a you know kind of adopted i mean he's not willingly adopted (laughs) (laughs) they don't want him (laughs) but they take him in still and all and he's the say you know he's a savior moses did help save the israelites yeah i mean don't want to get too religious sorry but you know it just kind of reminded me of that (laughs) well it's the whole like the baby in the basket trope like that's exactly moses is where that kind of starts and I remember you saying that while we were watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, then we like skip ten years later, or almost ten years later, because <laughs> Harry's now almost eleven, and it's Dudley's birthday, and of course Harry's living in the the cupboard under the stairs, basically a broom closet. It's it's adorable, and he's got those little like the figurines that he's playing with. It's just he's so cute. Um, it's so sad. It's it, sad. It's also it is also sad because his um, aunt and uncle are very abusive. Uh, oh, Extremely I think, abusive. I think in the in the books it actually mentions that they nearly hit him a couple times, but in the movie I don't think I saw any physical contact or not much. Looked like she might have. Didn't she like almost swat him or something? I but think I don't she think almost she swat him. him. No, Vernon grabs his hair. That's what happens. He grabs his hair once, but I don't think they ever hit him. 
No, they just lock him in a closet under a staircase. Which is still very abusive. It, yeah. It's just a different... It's not they tr- physical. He's Cinderella. He's, he's he, Cinderella. He literally is Cinderella, though. He is Cinderella in their household. He has to clean and he has to cook. He has to live in the basement. Uh, the staircase, but it's like the basement kind of kitchen thing from Cinderella, you know? It's just like that. He's... And he's, he's abused. And he's got the... I I know he's wearing Dudley's clothes, but I just keep... I keep saying in my notes that I love Harry's wardrobe. <laughs> but wait a minute. I gotta say this. If he's Cinderella, does that mean that Hagrid is the fairy godmother? <laughs> oh, fuck yes. Yes. No. I hope there's a fanfic about this. I hope that exists. I want to see Hagrid with, like, wings. What would his wings look like? Oh, no, I, I just imagine him with, like, pink fairy wings. Okay. I mean, because he's got the umbrella. <laughs> yeah, it goes with his, it goes with the umbrella. It has to be pink. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, it's, it's just, like, regular Hagrid with the umbrella in his regular clothes, but then he's got big pink fairy wings. It's, oh, that that's funny. it. It's just... <laughs> that would be funny. I love it. Okay. So, anyway, Harry's wardrobe. I, I love his big oversized clothing. And his plaid shirts, it's a very, it feels very 90s grunge, which is, like, my style. It also feels kind of lesbian. <laughs> but he's kind of not a lesbian. Cause I know, I know, because he's a small boy. <laughs> it's fine. I had to say it. Okay, moving on. So we, we get the whole, like, thing of Dudley's birthday, and he's complaining about um, he didn't get enough presents, blah, blah, blah. And so they have to go out and get him more presents, and they take him to the zoo, and that's where Harry talks to a snake for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has a nice Thanks. little conversation with the snake. <laughs> As he accidentally lets the snake free, that's when he says, thanks. And Dudley ends up getting trapped in the cage, which I don't think that happened in the book, did it? I don't think he got gets trapped in there. I think that's a movie thing. Something happens. I, I honestly don't remember. I think it was I told just. I've only read the book like five or six times. I can't remember every little nuance. Yeah, because um, I don't moment. think the the glass, like trapped him in there the way that Harry did in the movie, because Harry literally traps Dudley in the snake. Well, Dudley's standing there pushing on the glass when the when the glass goes away to let the snake out. Yeah. Harry's laughing. He lets the glass go away, thinking it probably. In his back of his mind, he's like, wouldn't it be funny if my cousin fell in, right? And then his he falls, cousin falls in, he goes in, in, the snake leaves, and then all of a sudden the glass comes back because Harry doesn't know how to control magic because he doesn't know he and has And then magic Harry yet. is laughing at Dudley as Vernon, like, sees, and then Harry's face changes to be like, oh, shit. Oh, I'm screwed. shit. <laughs> I don't think I did anything, but he's going to think I did something. But Harry, you did do something. And it's okay, he, because he you don't know how to craft. control your magic. Harry did wishcraft. W- wishcraft? He wished something would happen because he doesn't know he's magical. You know what I mean? So instead of, like, saying a magic spell, he literally wished it to happen, and it happened. Because he doesn't know about his magic yet. So I really think it was kind of like a wishcraft kind of thing. I just like the word. He didn't the know word he had magic. That you, you, I like. You've never heard that before? No. I have. I've heard it many times. Okay. I was, I was okay, going to say that so. you made it up and you could have claimed that because <laughs> I wouldn't Mm-mm. know any better. <laughs> uh, so then we get the, the famous line from Vernon, uh, there's no such thing as magic. As he 
locks Harry up because in the the cupboard. Because Harry said it was magic. It was like magic. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Because no because Harry's like I don't know what happened. Maybe it was magic. But nope. Uh, and here's where we get our first extended scene, where we see Dudley in his smeltings uniform. I can understand why this was cut because it didn't do a whole lot for the movie. It was just like a minute of them being like, yeah, look, he's he looks so cute and dapper in his outfit for his new school. And then Harry's like, he's all posing. Am I going to have to wear that? And of course, Petunia is dying Dudley's old clothes to, for his uniform at the, like the public school or something. The state school. Yeah, That's he's going to go to a public school. The state school. It's a public school. Yeah. Didn't, it didn't do a whole lot for everything, but there's some other extended scenes that I like better. Like The next one's better. The next one is better. That's like the next thing in my notes because... Next one is awesome. Then we start getting the letters coming in. Harry Harry gets the his first letter from Hogwarts, which he does not get to read. And then they keep coming. And they keep coming. And his uncle keeps burning them and ripping them up. And he tries covering the mailbox opening. And it gets the burning pushed away scene, by all the letters just coming like, in. The burning scene is kind of face. scary. Shit eating crazy grin on his face. Like, it's ha, kind ha, of terrifying. Throwing them in the fireplace. It's like, Mwahaha, you will never be happy, small child. But but in among these is a cutscene that's hysterical as she's trying to make breakfast and she's opening up eggs to make breakfast. His aunt is opening every time she cracks an egg, out comes a letter. From Hogwarts, she unfolds like, a letter. I I want to know. I want to know who is doing this. Who is the one who's like Dumbledore? But like, but like, is it Dumbledore? I keep feeling like there's actually a wizard who's like there, who's actually messing with them as well. Well, maybe there's a wizard who works with the owls, like trains them. I think the owls have magic. Do you think the owls are the ones who made like they they like laid those eggs, or do you think? How do you think that happens? I don't think the owls laid the eggs. I just keep thinking that there's there's a magical component to the owl's delivery service and they have to deliver no matter what. So either the owl does it or some kind of postal general makes yeah. it so that no matter what happens, these letters get delivered. I mean, by the time the scene's over, there's like hundreds of owls all over the neighborhood. I want to know. Trying to deliver these in, letters. In the Harry Potter universe, are all owls magical? Is that just like how owls are? Or is it like certain owls are magical? It looked like all different kinds. So I'm going to say all owls, owls are. Or unless all of them, maybe they train them Secretly, or they magic them. Secretly, all owls like are this. magical. Could be. Birds aren't real. <laughs> birds aren't real. <laughs> there are lots of other birds besides owls out there. Sorry to birds say. Birds aren't real. They're magic. <laughs> well, if they're magic, then they should make their poop magically disappear too. Oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> Instead of landing on the windshield. Um... So then we get uh, the other famous scene. I, I'm just going to keep using that. I'm going to say this famous scene, this famous scene, when they're all they're all famous. Uh, Harry um, is trying to grab one of the letters because they, they've they come out down the chimney and they're like all throughout the house. This is the... the and he's just dancing around, running around with his hands in the air, waving them, trying to I, grab a letter. I think this scene works cinematically. I understand why I, it happened. But also, Harry... Just grab one off the ground. You don't need to grab How one. How does of he the become air. a seeker? Here's my question. 
How does he become a seeker? Doesn't a seeker have yeah, to go to sea re- and grab really something in the air? This boy. But he can't seem to grab one out of thousands of letters in the air. I don't know <laughs> how he became a seeker. And literally his uncle grabs him and like yeah. just tosses him aside. Oh, this was also the... And that's when his uncle goes yeah. nuts. He, he's already like gone nuts. Now he's broken. He's a broken man at this point. Yeah, this was the, the no post on Sunday scene as well. <laughs> <laughs> and of course everything had to explode in their faces. So Vernon yep. No, it's awesome. Vernon goes fucking nuts and puts them on a little island. I don't know how they got there, but they're there. And it's Harry's birthday and he's all sad and he makes a birthday cake in the dirt and he blows out the candles. And he blows out goes to blow out the candles in the cake and that's when bang bang bang. Oh, is this is this witch wishcraft because he wishes for someone no. to take him away and then Hagrid comes no. in and Hagrid's his fairy godmother? Theory. Uh, theory. Well, if Hagrid's a fairy godmother, that could be it, but I was just thinking it was Hogwarts is actually all. the ball. <laughs> Hogwarts itself is the ball. Hogwarts, think of it. Where's the ball held? It's held at a castle. What is Hogwarts? A castle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there we are. My theory is solid so far. I, I'm I'm going <laughs> along with it. I like it. It's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> I still want to see those wings. We should we should get a Hagrid doll and put wings on it just to see how I wanna it looks. see like the fairy can somebody wings edit that for us? Can you edit Hagrid in fairy wings? That's it. That's all I want. <laughs> I could do it myself. Uh or just superimpose his face over uh, a fairy godmother. <laughs> also good. Okay, so. So Hagrid comes in and the Dursleys try to threaten him with a gun. And Hagrid just like bends it into the air or into the, so it's shooting up. Yeah, he just twists, bends it, twists it into pieces. Yeah. And I just love that. (laughs) That's terrifying. Well, I mean, I would think uh, a man as tall as Hagrid is would be terrifying in and of itself. But also his strength. Just a little bit. Well, I mean, I would hope if you're that tall, you're strong to match it. At least a balanced amount of strength to go with that size. I mean, I guess. How tall is he? We're still yet to f- understand exactly. Okay, so this is this is like a, a debate that we've we've had, and something that has been talked about with my friends um, on the restricted section. Like, I think we were talking about this in the Discord, and. Based on the way it looks in the movie, I would put him at about eight and a half feet tall. And he's supposed to be like, what was it, like 10 feet tall or something crazy like that? You said 11 to me. The was other it 11? Day. Okay. He's actually supposed to be like the same height as Madame Maxime. Which he isn't which in the movie. In the movies, he's not. She's more but like 10 also, or 11 feet tall. He weighs less than 300 pounds. He should have the body of like a Barbie doll. If he was 11 feet tall and he weighed less than 300 pounds, he would be like a Ken doll. Like the undeveloped Ken doll. Like, Sorry. He, would. he should have... Um, he should be so freaking tiny and slim. Yeah. But he's not. He's more like eight, eight, eight and a half feet tall and he probably weighs about 450 pounds. <laughs> That's where I'd put him. About 400 pounds and eight feet tall. I mean... Either that or it's just a lot of layers of coats because he's actually I mean, just a really tiny guy and he just wears like a ton of fucking coats. You never <laughs> noticed this before, did you? <laughs> All the layers of coats and things he's wearing. That's how we don't know how big he really is. But but seriously, I mean Hagrid if he's eleven feet tall, they do they don't do a great job of making him look eleven feet tall. Yeah. He looks bigger than everybody, but he's only half giant. Yeah. So he doesn't have to be as big as a regular giant, and he certainly isn't. 
But he's definitely bigger than the tallest man in the set, who would be like Richard Harris. Mm-hmm. Was one of the taller men in the set. So, anyway, then we come to you're a wizard, Harry, but but I can't be a a wizard. Thumping Gunward, I'd wager. But I'm just Harry. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep quoting. <laughs> I like the thumping Goodwin, I'd wager. Yeah, I do. I, like I do part. like that. It's just it's funny that Harry's just like what magic? I can't be doing magic. None of that was magic. And then he's like, why didn't you ever tell me I was a wizard? Yeah. <laughs> and they and also said that his aunt and uncle told him that his parents were blown up. Or no, they told him that they died in a car crash. They died in a car but crash. But in that moment, they were like, "You." they got themselves blown up. But they didn't get themselves blown up. They got themselves, um, what's the... Avada Kedavred. Avada Kedavred. Yes. She didn't get blown up. I mean... If, they, if the house had been blown up, Harry would not have survived that. I or thought he would the have house had more scratches ruins, on him though. than just that. W- I think it is. How could that? I mean, how did they they dig a baby out of the rubble who's completely unharmed at all? I could see the spell wouldn't have harmed him, but if the house blew up, wouldn't he I be injured know. in some way? I just I thought that like her sacrificing herself I created like, an actual bubble around him to keep the rubble from. I thought there was a description of um the house in later books when they go to Godric Hollow, and. It's like That's kind in of books. in ruins. I know, but actually, no. When we well, when we see it in the later movies point, too, though. I think it's also kind of like ruined. But, but it has been abandoned now at that point for like fourteen years, fifteen years. So it would be kind of a little bit in ruins. If you abandon a house completely, it's I don't fall know. Apart. I'm just guessing here. Look at our house. Just saying. <laughs> anyway, we we also have um, very much agreed that Hagrid's wand is his umbrella. I think the theory Absolutely. that we came up with that is that um, so they had to break his wand when he got expelled, but then Dumbledore uses the Elder Wand to fix his wand, but now the wand is the umbrella. It's not inside of it; it just it, is. It it's could disguised. be either way, but I mean, yeah. I mean, Hagrid. So he has his. He has his. Wand. I think Hagrid would have had like a longer wand anyway. Um, wow, that sounds like innuendo. Uh, <laughs> well, they the wands do come in different sizes. They do, they they do come like in different sizes. Wands. They have like twelve inch. And wands. I think so, Hagrid's I mean, yeah, wand is actually wands. supposed to be like a longer wand. So, you know, he's got bigger hands. He can't have like a tiny wand. So, but he should have a wand. He was innocent and, and accused, and we find that out later. But you know, he he deserves to have a wand. He does, and he's good person. He needs a wand to protect himself from the baddies. Oh, then we come to another extended scene. I love this one too. So, Hagrid takes Harry um, away, and they're going into like <clears throat> they're going into London on the train. And Hagrid, this massive guy, is just like sitting there on the train, and they're casually having a chat about dragons. In front of, like, everybody on the and, train. And, like, this is kind of important, because if you don't have this scene, then Harry's just like, oh, yeah, Hagrid said he always wanted a dragon, but this is where Hagrid says that. He says it. This is where Hagrid actually says so he always So, without the extended scene, I feel like you missed that. Like, it's just like, when did Hagrid say that? He didn't say that. But, <clears throat> this is where he says it. And then we get our first introduction to the Wizarding Worlds. We see the Leaky Cauldron, we see Diagon Alley, and this movie is just so full of wonder. Like, this is just, this is the perfect introduction to all of it. 
Sure. That's what you were saying, too. That's why I love this movie. I love this movie because it shows you the Wizarding World from Harry's point of view of, like, the first time of seeing all of it. And I really think... I know that they... It was still a longer movie than most of the others. It could have been even longer. Yeah. Because I love the fact that you just get to see every little bit of it for the first time. I think this one was the longest. It was, like, two and a half hours or something. Almost three. Yep. And they made the other one shorter because they were concerned about making them all too long. And I think this could have been easily over three hours. And this hours movie honestly didn't have a whole lot of plot. <laughs> it didn't need to, though, because you were the plot was him finding out and him exploring it's, this it's world little, for the first this time. This movie is like 90% exposition and just like setting up the worlds. And then we Which get... Which is important because it's a world that lasts for a like long time. We get like 20 minutes of plot <laughs> at the end. <laughs> Well, there's little tiny bits, but she sets up every yeah. movie, every book, every movie sets up for the next one anyway, and sets you up for the for the end. Yeah, you need little bits of of things throughout the way. You need to get some character development little by little, so that at the end, when it all comes to the head in book seven, yeah, you get all those little bits and pieces put together. Yeah. So yes, but that's good. I like I like this first introduction. I've always said the way the way this was written, the way the movie and the book were written was just so enticing. It brought you in. It showed you this world. It made you want to be here. Yeah. Like, I'm waiting for my letter still. I'm a little old, but I'm still waiting for that darn letter. <laughs> Come on, Dumbledore. Richard Harris, send me the letter. <laughs> uh, then we see Harry's vaults, which is just full of golds, and he buys his wand from Ollivander. You didn't show his excitement at the uh, full of gold, though. This is a kid who lived in a un, in a closet under the stairs. He never had anything new of his own. Oh, ever. also, of course. And all of a sudden, he finds out he's rich. Also, of course, Hagrid gets his secret pass, secret package, not secret passage. Yes. <laughs> secret package. Hagrid gets a secret secret package, and Harry gets a pocket full of gold. I mean, wouldn't you if you walked into a room that was piled high with gold? (laughs) Grab as much of it as you could and shove it in your pockets? I would. Yeah. My God. Yeah. No, it looks like a treasure cave. Uh, And then he gets And then they have that fun ride through Gringotts. He has a wand. And, I mean, there's the whole, like, weirdness of Ollivander. But (laughs) he gets his magic wand, and it's fun. But the wand that you got to talk about the wand. Don't just say it's fun. The wand is the wand turns out to be the, the mate wizard, of Mr. the Potter. It's not always clear why. But the wand is the mate of the wand that gave it's him the that mate. scar. I thought it was the brother. It the, it's the brother. Whatever. <laughs> All I know is it's it's brother gave you that scar. Yes. And then later that the phoenix yeah. gave only two tail feathers, one for each of those two wands. Hmm, a phoenix. Well, we don't meet a phoenix in this movie, oh, so it's not relevant. <laughs> uh, later that night is when Harry asked the big question of, like, what the fuck happened to my parents? And he finds out that Voldemort, oosh, don't say his name, uh, killed James Lily. And He who shall not be named. I love, like, the scene of how it happens because... Voldemort is just very mysterious. He's just a random evil entity. He's not a person in this movie. In a robe. In, like, Chamber of Secrets, he gets more developed as a character, and we find out he, like, was a person. But in this movie, he's just, like, under a dark cloak, and he's concealed. And he's just... Yeah, they don't really give... 
him much characterization because they haven't finalized a permanent actor for the role pretty much probably i don't think so. it has anything he to does do with have the a little bit necessarily i think it's just well no but they don't show him they they barely ever show a face until the very no, end i don't of this movie. i think it has, it has nothing to do with the fucking actor mother it has to do with okay. how voldemort is not a character yet he's just an evil entity that exists he's supposed to be just like sure He's just supposed to be mysterious. He's not supposed to be a person in this movie. He's just supposed to be, this is evil. This is bad. Ah. That's it. Ah? Ah! That's not scary. Ah! Oh, this is your favorite thing to... This is was your favorite thing to bring up while we were watching this. So, because of how the movie works compared to the book, like, in the book, Harry goes back to the Dursleys for a few weeks, and he gets all of his stuff, and then he goes to Hogwarts. But in this, it makes it seem like he goes, like, the next day after he's gone to get all of his stuff at Diagon Alley. He goes... Either the next day or the same day. Maybe even the same day. We don't even know exactly. No, no. They don't even show him staying the night. It's the... I think it's the next day, because, like... Okay, so it's, it's night on his birthday... Then it's the then it's a day when they're going out shopping, and then it's night when Hagrid tells them the story, and then it's morning again when they go onto the train. So I think it's like so did they? So I think it's been like so did they just sleep in the restaurant because they never actually showed him go anywhere to sleep? Well, they do they do have <laughs> places to sleep in Leaky Cauldron. We do know, know that. In oh, later I know movies. that. I'm gonna say that he but slept in the same that. clothes because. That was the whole thing that you kept saying is Harry doesn't get... He had no clothes. He doesn't have any other clothes. He doesn't have any of his things. I assume he needs more clothes than just those. <laughs> he has his He has his robes and his uniform. Like, I know he has his robes, but like... He has his robes and he has his uniform, which is really interesting because if you remember from the books, there's no uniform. There's just yeah, robes. Yeah, they just wear robes and, and whatever. And this version in the movie... They made uniforms, which is completely fine because he has no other clothes. So thank God he has a uniform because he didn't go home to get his clothes. And I'm sure they could be magicked over, but we know we that know later in this movie, he wears ha- other didn't. clothes than the ones that he wears in this first scene. Like in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he's just a hand-me-down so he could steal some of Ron's hand-me-downs, even though Ron's like much bigger than You know him, what? <laughs> you know what? His sweaters that he wears later, they could be Ron's sweaters. Because one of them Ron is maroon, and Ron hates his maroon sweaters that his mom gives him. So, uh, okay, that's my theory. Ron and Harry are sharing clothes because Harry has no clothes. He has no clothes. They're about the he same size. He just the clothes in his back, which were filthy because he slept on a dirt floor the night before. They're about the same size. Two small, skinny boys. <laughs> Not for long. He's pretty much bigger than him, like, five minutes later. I mean... You mean Ron? Ron is Ron is always like a little taller than Harry at some okay, point. Okay, in the movies, maybe not in this I movie, but after this Rupert movie, Rupert Grint isn't even as tall as I think Ron should be. I think Ron is supposed to be like a weed. He grows like super fucking tall, and they I only get away with though, it because, because Daniel Radcliffe be does not grow. He's just a short man. Yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling though he had to like make himself look a little smaller though in the yearly ones because he was a little older too like a year or so older. I don't think he had to make himself look smaller. I think he's just a very short man. (laughs) Well he's not short now. Isn't he short? I thought he was short. I don't think he's that short. Okay I'm gonna look. Rupert Grint? No I said Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, Daniel! Oh no, Daniel Radcliffe is wicked short. No, I meant Rupert Grint wasn't that isn't isn't short. So I'm thinking he at some point he probably had to make himself. Daniel Radcliffe is shorter than than you. He's taller than me. I know. It's like 5'5", five five, isn't yeah. he? 5'5", 
five four, five five. Rupert Grint is five eight. So he's okay. he's a so short he's man too. Taller. Well, he's not tall, but he's almost average, I guess. Yeah. Compared to Harry and Hermione, he's short. Yeah. And he's tall because they're short. <laughs> I just I always pictured Ron as being like taller, like book Ron is like taller. I think he's described that way. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> So Hagrid just like l- fucking leaves Harry, and it's really rude. And <laughs> Harry has no clue where the he fuck just dumps in the middle of the train station and says, "Go find platform nine and three quarters." Like he has any idea what See, that means. This is why I just I love the theory that the reason why Molly is like kind of ye- loudly yelling, "Where's platform nine and three quarters, kids? You you know we gotta go this way." Um, she's yelling that because she like. Maybe either she knows that Harry specifically is there, or she knows that maybe there's, like, some muggle-born kid stragglers who might need help, and she's a mother, and she wants to help them, because... I'm she, just thinking she's like me. She's a loudmouth mother. I mean, she is a loudmouth mother, but I loudly. also think that she yeah. wants to maybe help any muggle-born kids who have no clue what the fuck's going on. Could be. Because I just Hagrid should not mother, have so abandoned like, hey, Harry. Kids, come on. I think that's funny that Hagrid abandoned Harry. That was the weird so part. Weird. But Did Hagrid anyway, operate? he gets... He must have operated. Of course he did. Hagrid uses magic when nobody's looking. And people are going to try... Let's face it. In the muggle world, people are going to look and not look at him at the same time because they're like... They don't know what to make of him. So he can get away with doing magic probably in the muggle world because people are like, oh, I didn't actually see that in the first place. See, if Hagrid had done that to me, I would have been like, shit. I actually just imagined the last day I'm going nuts. Like, this guy doesn't actually exist. Where do I go now? What the fuck? Where am I supposed to go now? Where's this platform nine and three quarters? I have no idea. Thank God Molly started yelling at her kids. Also, just the fact that everybody is wearing sweaters. I had to comment on that. It's fucking August. It's fucking England. I know it's fucking further England. further north than we are. How, it's colder how there. How cold is it in August? Any, anyone, I don't any know, but English I'm... English listeners, how cold is it in August that you need to wear a fucking wool sweater? It could be a chilly day. You don't know. And they're headed to Scotland, which is even colder, probably. I don't know. Here's what I can tell you. I have been to Quebec at Labor Day weekend, which is the ah, end yes. of August, early September. Quebec, which is the same thing And it was like 45 degrees out. No, but I mean, it's up north. England is north yeah. of here. It was like 45 degrees in the first week of September. So it was cold. 45 to 50. Okay. That's chilly. I mean, compared to here, it's like eighty <laughs> on a good day. I'm just, I just want to question this because I noticed it for the first time. And we're in New England, by the way, so you know, yeah. it's just it's cold. I mean, it's cold here, but it's not England that cold in August. But they also don't have as much sun yeah. in England. It's cloudier, so it's going to be a little more damp. It's going to be a little cooler, maybe. It could be hot, but it could be cooler. All right. So then Harry meets. I mean, Harry goes to the the platform. Um, because Mrs. Weasley's helpful. And then when he gets on the train, he, like, officially meets Ron. And Ron's got his really gross sandwich. I know. And you were all upset. Like, what kind of sandwich is that? I'm saying, it's I didn't a understand what. I've never understood what he was holding up. I'm just like, this looks like a piece of chicken. I don't know what this is. It's a homemade sandwich that's just mushy because he's a young kid. He probably sat on it or threw it in his bag, didn't pay attention to it. Because, it, that's because what kids it's do not with their a sandwich lunches. that he likes, so he doesn't care. But does he not like it because he doesn't like the sandwich, or does he not like it because he's poor and has to eat a homemade sandwich on the train and can't buy food from the trolley? 
I was going to say both. I think that's why he doesn't like it. I think that's Mother, why he doesn't like remember, it. Remember, he's also the sixth of seven kids, and his mom doesn't mm-hmm. know that he hates maroon, and yet she still makes maroon sweaters. I think she also doesn't know what kind of sandwich he likes. So she probably made him a be. shitty sandwich that he doesn't want. <laughs> it could be. He should trade it then with someone. I'm sure Harry would eat it. In the book, mm-hmm. Harry does eat it, I think. Or he does, he does it. grab exactly. it. I, I don't think any... Because Harry never gets nobody, anything, so he's happy nobody to Nobody actually sandwich. eats it in the book, because instead they eat all the candy. <clears throat> um, also, fucking Harry just buys all, all the, the candy? candy, so nobody else can eat We'll take the lot. I've got a pocket full of gold in my pocket. I uh, want I some pocket, candy because I never get full treats. Of gold. I got a pocket. Got a pocket full of gold. <laughs> pocket full of candy. <laughs> Who doesn't want candy? And we also meet Hermione on the train, and she's already wearing her robes because she's a nerd. And she's doing magic outside of Hogwarts. <gasps> oh, you're doing magic. Let's see then. Oh, that's a terrible magic he does. <laughs> so sad. You know why? But here's the question. You know why it doesn't work? Because that's not a fucking rat. <clears throat> Well, that's it. It's like, is it a terrible spell or is it because he's trying to turn a rat, a rat, in quotes, into a yellow rat? I think it's because it's not it's really not a rat. It's not a exactly. rat. It's actually a dude. Which is really creepy we because don't that, that rat sleeps in Ron's bed. <clears throat> but we don't know this. Still creepy. We don't know it's a dude. Two more Still movies. Creepy. Two more books we'll before get we there. find out. Okay. So Hermione's already wearing her robes because she's a nerd. <coughs> and then we go Apologies. off the train and we've come to Hogwarts and they go on the boats. Because first years always take the boats. And then they're about to go through the sorting ceremony, which is where we meet McGonagall again for a second. And we also meet Draco for the first time. Draco Malfoy. What a terrible sounding name, Draco Malfoy. It just sounds like oh, he's a. Icky. This is where I have to I have to say my thing because like, <clears throat> as a kid, I was always just like, oh, his name's Draco because his hair looks like Dracula. <laughs> because Makes in sense. the first like two movies, his hair is like all pushed back and he's got the widow's peak. He just he looks like a fucking blonde Dracula. That's what he looks like to me. <laughs> Dracula Malfoy. Anyway, that is that is my my little thing because every so often I have to say that, that what my my first impressions were. Um, we get to the sorting ceremony, which is very much not alphabetical. It's the only non-main character that we get is Susan Bones. Um, I guess she's important, but not. We never hear her talk. Uh, and then we get like we get Hermione. Granger, and then we get Draco Malfoy, and then we get Ron Weasley, and then we get Harry Potter. Like, I mean, Harry has to go last for the drama. That's it. It's just for the theatrical edition that you have to... For the movie, you have to have him go last. In the book, it was alphabetical. Also, is this... So, we figured out also when we are watching, this is the only movie where they actually wear the pointed hats. Yes. They don't really wear the hats, even though they're supposed to in the movie. I mean, the books. The only parts of the uniform that they're actually supposed to wear are the hats and the robes. Mm -hmm. Nothing else is part of the uniform. Everything else is made up for the movies. In the books, they wear the hats and they wear the robes. That's it. Yeah. They can wear whatever they want under the robes or nothing. We're going to have to pay attention and see if they wear the hats again. Because I think it's only this one. I don't remember them... 
I don't ever remember seeing the hats again, but they might be out here and there. Maybe did some of them wear hats when they did the singing thing in one of the movies? I don't, I don't think so. The choir, I, the frog choir. I don't think I don't they know. did. So there probably are no hats anywhere else in the movie. Uh, doop doop doo. And then we get kind of like a montage of like some <clears throat> classes. We get uh who's first? Transfiguration is first, because that's where Harry and Ron get lost. And I just gotta say, like, okay, why did they get lost? Why didn't they just follow all the other Gryffindors going to class? Yeah. And two, they should give out everybody a map of Hogwarts, because they're in a fucking castle. And you're gonna get <laughs> lost. So Harry and Ron should not have gotten lost. Uh, And we get... Snape's class, Potions, which is an extended scene because, of course, we get the typical, like, Harry, or Harry taking notes while Snape is talking, and Snape yells at him for taking notes, and then- this- Of course, with, after this, he yells at everybody else for not taking notes. I was getting there. Hysterical. And then, like, it, okay. it continues where, like, Snape, um, Snape asks all the questions to Harry, and Harry's like, I don't know. But then Harry's like, well, Hermione obviously knows because she's been raising her hand. And then Snape, like, sits down in front of him and is like, well, this is the information you should be knowing. And he's like, why aren't any of you copying this down? Just. Maybe because they just singled out Harry for copying down notes in the first place. Just Snape. The fuck? (laughs) But also, I'm Hermione in this scene. Oh, I would be because I would be the one waving their hand in the air. Saying, I would be Harry. Hey, hey, I know the answer. <laughs> like, I even have no if clue I knew the answer, about, I probably would be notes. like, "Nope, I have no clue what's going on here." Because Snape is terrifying <laughs> in this scene. Nope, I would be raving my hand, saying, "I know the answer. Please, please call on me." Well, you're a nerd. I am a nerd. You are a nerd. <laughs> That's why I like Harry Potter. Huh? You are a nerd. What'd you say? There's nothing wrong with nerds. Nerds rule the world. Some of the richest people in the world are nerds. Deal with it. Mm. They're wicked smart. Wicked fucking smart. Also, some dumb people are rich, but, you know. True. Well, because they steal. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, don't think that, I don't think you have to be kidding. I think that's just the truth. Uh, anyway. Or they inherit. Anyway, we also get Broom's class, which is a class we, like, never get again. Do we even see Madam Hooch? In any other movie besides this one? Yes, we do, because she's the one who officiates this the Quidditch. Do we see her at Quidditch in any other I think we do. Okay. I think we do see her at Quidditch again. Okay. But um, what's interesting about this class is that Ron seems to not be able to control a broom, but Ron practices playing Quidditch with his brothers at home. We know this because yeah. they talk about it at some point in the books. I believe Draco um, also... Later on, it plays into him Dra- trying out for the team. Draco but... also did brooms. He, he used a broom before, which is why he knows how to do it. And the whole thing happens. And Harry knows because Harry was a good flyer at a one-year-old. Yeah, just think That's about baby Harry was a broom. on a little tiny broom. The fact that... That's just so cute. That's just... For his first birthday, he got a broom. Was it was it from Sirius or was it from? I thought it was, it was from, from Sirius. Sirius. But I could be wrong. Yeah, for his first birthday, so he yeah. got a broom and he was flying around at one years so old, cute. all by himself on a broom. So the fact that he knows how to fly a broom when he's never seen one, be- as far as he knows before, is kind of cool. I also just that's kind of. Cool. I have to um, say my one thing. Um, Madam Hooch is a lesbian. Thank you. That's all. <laughs> I will agree on that. She definitely appears to be. 
She she wanted me to stop talking about um everybody being gay and everything else, but I'm just like this is no the, that comes in the gone this wrong. This is the one. <laughs> this is the one gay character in this movie that we can agree on, even though we see nothing of it. It just yeah. She she has the she's haircut. She's a gym teacher. She's the gym teacher. All all <laughs> female gym, gym teacher. teachers are lesbians. No, 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 no. But some are. Oh, no, no, just all. I know several, but not all of them are, no. No, actually, in my high school, it was the, the business teacher, the one who taught accounting oh, and typing. okay. Yes. Nice. Yes. Lesbian in a suit. was Sarge. Well, not in a suit, but she was definitely um, the suit type, I'm sure. Oh, that's that's what I'm picturing. <laughs> she was not a lipstick lesbian. <laughs> Neither is Hooch. Nope, Hooch is not. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that that was my comment. Uh, okay. So, do you there... agree with us? Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my notes are a lot less detailed. Like it's it's always like the beginning that I my notes are super detailed, and then the end is just like okay, and then I get into it. Well, it's almost a three-hour movie. But we don't need to be detailed in notes. Let's just talk about the movie. And then we get the whole of, um, I can't. McGonagall. What? We already we already met McGonagall. Well, no, the flying thing. Oh. Are you going to do the, remember? Oh, right. I forgot about the, the rest of the scene. <laughs> yeah. Because Malfoy stole um neville's rememberal which is not important because it doesn't do anything it doesn't actually help anyone <laughs> oh it, t- it reminds you that you've forgotten something but it tells you not what you i didn't write that so. down it's like that string on your finger in huh? the scene where neville gets it he's the only one not wearing his robes so what we can infer is that neville forgot his robes that's the thing that he forgot but he doesn't know because the rememberal doesn't tell you what it's you the most useless you fucking something. magical object it's like those people who used to tie the string on their finger to remember stuff, but you don't know what you forgot, so it, would, it, it doesn't, doesn't help tell you. you anything. No, it does, doesn't, doesn't help. help you at all. But it's cool. So, it's a fun effect. Harry and Draco fight over it. Harry can see it, even though it's basically invisible. McGonagall sees this, and then Harry gets a spot on the Quidditch team. He's the youngest seeker in a century. First time on a broom, as far as everybody knows, and he flies all around the castle, zooming to catch that rememberal in the air. Again, if he could catch that remember in the air, flying a broom he's not flown in over a le- in over 10 years, why can he not grab a letter that's flying around his head when there's like thousands of letters flying exactly. around his head? And I don't get and it. And then Harry, Ron, and Hermione are like, um, they go see that um, Harry's dad was also a seeker too, which is not correct. He's actually a chaser in the books. Fun fact for you. There we go. <laughs> and then that's when they get lost because the stairs they move and they find a three-headed dog uh-oh because at the beginning they were told not to go in that corridor and they got stuck and there. i had a theory on this so is it hogwarts itself that leads them to fluffy because hogwarts is like semi-sentient or is it I think Dumbledore? Hogwarts could. i think a case could be made for either I've always said this. Dumbledore knows almost everything that's going to happen. Not 100%, but he knows, like, the possibilities mm-hmm. of what could happen. And he kind of influences things the whole way. I, I, so it's entirely possible Dumbledore did it. But, yeah, right. It could be the castle because the castle is totally sentient. Mm-hmm. We know this. Either way, somebody is leading them 
I think purposely to Fluffy, the dog, so they can. Or maybe it's just the director. <laughs> and Hermione's like, "Oh, there's a trap door under it, but I don't want to. I don't want to figure this out right now because we could get killed or worse, expelled." Hermione's all about school. Getting expelled would be bad. We got a little snippet of Harry learning how to do Quidditch from Wood. And I think it was seen as funny just because they kind of just let the snitch go in this, like, dramatic movie moment. And then I'm like, well, now somebody's got to go and get the snitch back. Because it's just like a semi-sentient flying ball. It's fine. Nobody cares. Maybe in some way it's attracted back to the box. We don't know. Maybe. Maybe there's a spell. They can just do Accio snitch. Does Accio work on a snitch? This is the question if I have now. If they could do Accio snitch, the Quidditch would last 30 seconds. They're Who's not got a, the stronger I don't think they're allowed spell? wands when they play Quidditch is the thing. So. Yes, but we know cheating. technically they can do magic without wands. Still cheating. Because That's they do it without wands at cheating, home. mother. Don't do it. No wandless magic users wand are allowed a- to play Quidditch. The wand is a focus for their magic to make it stronger and better and more controlled. But let's face it, they can use magic without the wand because he uses magic without the wand. And when they fly, that's technically magic and they're not using a wand. Yeah, we should talk about this more if we ever talk about the movie Sorcerer's Apprentice. Because the whole like the ring thing in that movie, that's like the same thing. The ring is like the focus, but you don't need it to do magic. Oh, I love the Sources of Parts. We need to we do need, that we one someday soon. We need to talk about soon. that movie. I fucking love that movie. I know people didn't love that movie, but I, I love that, that movie. movie. It's good. I want to be that kid. Okay. Or Harry Potter. I'd like to be that kid, too. He's got a cute girlfriend. <laughs> he gets to hang out with Nick Cage. Why wouldn't I want to be him? I love Nick Cage, too. <laughs> I like all these old dudes because I'm an old chick. That's true. You are old. Uh... I am old. So we, we get more of Seamus exploding things, because earlier he exploded a goblet because he was trying to turn it into alcohol. Very smart yeah. boy. Seamus doesn't... He doesn't get a lot of character development, but we know he likes to f- explode things accidentally. He doesn't get much of a character of at all, but he's got, like, the one, like, the one little thing, and his thing is exploding shit. That's his character. And we also know he's, a uh, He's, a uh, Me dad's mongle. Mom's a witch. Yeah. Bit of a nasty shock for him when he found out. Exactly. Exactly. So he's. I had to. I can't not fucking quote this movie. He's a half blood, which is nothing wrong with a half. He's a half blood. He's a demigod. That's another thing. That's That's a whole other podcast. Is Dumbledore? I need to promote my other podcast. Uh, at the end, remind me. Do I get to be a guest on that podcast? Ooh, you want to be a guest? I can make that happen. First series. I got to reread them, but I read the first series. I can make that happen. Uh. Okay. So, yeah, so Seamus explodes shit in the, what is it, charms class, and that's where Ron is really rude to Hermione, because she's trying to help him with his spell. I mean, she's being kind of, like, annoying about it. It's Livio I understand, Livio-sa. but also, he hmm. was being really, really rude to her afterwards, saying, you don't have any friends, and then she hears this, and she's crying in the bathroom all day. And also, apparently, it's Halloween. And Quirrell runs into <laughs> runs into the Great Hall. Troll in the dungeon! Troll in the dungeon! Thought you ought to know. Thought you ought to know. <laughs> and then he passes out. <laughs> so pathetic. So good he's the defense against the dark arts teacher. And he's afraid of a troll. 
I mean, yeah, that's his whole thing. He's really bad at his job. <laughs> we never actually get a class with In him. Many, many we ways. See, like, since he- we kind of see him teaching, but he's holding an iguana. And I don't understand what was happening there. I, I can't imagine how an iguana is a dark art. I don't know. Creature. But that was what was happening. And he wasn't even it's, teaching it's Harry and creature. the rest of them. He was teaching Wood's class. So that was an advanced yeah. class. What 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 is the magic of iguanas? I mean, I could see if he was being taught in magical creatures, but what is the e- what is the dark magic of an iguana? <laughs> right? <laughs> Maybe there's something about iguanas we don't know. I don't know. What is the magic of iguanas? <laughs> I'm just, it's dark I'm magic though. It's not just magic. I'm, I'm it's dying. Dark. Right? Other than their ability to like you know sneak up on you and eat your food, which has happened to me we before. We need to we need um, to finish this because we still got so much to go. This is going to be an eight hour long podcast, just, everyone. It's Sorry. always these episodes where the Harry Potter ones. There's just so much plot that I need to talk about because there's too much fucking going on. And because we've watched them so many times, and I I want to talk about certain little things is the problem. Okay, so the trolls in the dungeon. But it gets out and it goes to the girl's bathroom where Hermione's been crying all day. And Harry and Ron... Coincidental. They don't go tell, like, a professor or a prefect. They go after her themselves. Because they're stupid. But they don't want her to get in trouble or get hurt. So they try to go yeah. get her before it's but too late. But she didn't know. If they tell a prefect, she could get in trouble. No, she wouldn't get in trouble. Ron would get in trouble because that's why she's in there. She's not just no because well no but she wasn't he wasn't the only one who made fun of her he was the only one we saw they said someone else did I no, thought too no he's the only one who made fun of her oh it was in the book in the book somewhere along the lines other kids were making fun of her I thought at some point I think point it was too, just no? Ron but okay maybe you're right we just Ron at that time she makes stuff up so I don't mm-hmm. know if she's right I don't know <clears throat> I know people don't like her because she's a know it all but yet. this scene is important because they save her from the troll and it's really badly animated. <laughs> And then they all become friends because they've suffered trauma together. Well, she also lied for them. Yeah, that she also lied for them. I don't understand why she lied still, but I'm not going to talk about that again. She lied for them because she wanted to make I said friends, we're not. Maybe. I said we're not going to talk about that again. So we need to get through this. Why? We talked about it the last oh, time, I think. Geez. During the book. Uh, okay. We got to get through the movie. So now they're friends. So we're only in the first, like, 25 minutes. No, no we're not. We're up to, we're like, like, an, we're hour like an hour in. in. We're, like, an hour in. What did I say here? I don't even know what that note means. That's fun. Oh, what note? Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. I'm, I'm probably... I'll just delete it. It doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, are you talking about the blood? No, I know what the blood means, because um, Harry sees Snape with a bloody leg, and then, like, in the next scene, he figures out, oh... He's, he's limping and there's blood and it's because he was bitten by the dog and that's why the troll got out. He thinks that Snape let the troll out so that he could go... To distract <clears throat> everyone. He could go under the trap door. Yep. And Harry gets a broom-shaped parcel. I wonder what's inside of it. I don't know. What would be in a broom-shaped parcel? Could it be a vacuum cleaner? Yes. Maybe it's a spell book. <laughs> or some candy. Or, Kel surprise... A new broom. Oh my goodness. It's actually a new fucking broom. <laughs> and who would have given him a broom? I can't imagine. His uncle, of sure. Of course. It's actually Sirius. <laughs> Sirius comes two books early to give Harry this broom. <laughs> no, but hold your breath on that. It happens later. I know. He gets it from McGonagall. Yeah. 
And I I think first years are not allowed to burn them. I I want to know. So did they did the school pay for it, or did? They use Harry's money to pay for the broom. I want to know how they did this. I think McGonagall bought it for him. With that is favoritism. Money. That is blatant favoritism. Let's be clear. McGonagall. I know. No. Dumbledore and Hagrid all no, have favoritism there's towards Harry. about McGonagall always. where, like, she's very logical in, like, every, everything except for Quidditch. Quidditch is the one place where she gets chaotic as fuck. And she's like, I have to win. (laughs) Because Quidditch is the do or die. If you win Quidditch, you pretty much win the House Cup, except for this year. Um, You pretty (laughs) much win the House Cup if you win Quidditch. That's why Quidditch is the do or die, because the winning team almost always wins the House Cup. And her team hasn't won in a while. She also wants to win Quidditch, I think. She just wants to... She's not even just the House Cup. She wants to win Quidditch, too. Well, she also was trying to, she's like, Wood, so Wood could finally have a winning team. Because Wood's, you know, yeah. so far they haven't won. And he's like the captain. I don't know so. why I said this in this spot, but um, <clears throat> why do the Slytherins look like goths? <laughs> because they're supposed to be dark looking figures. Because like bad. evil magic equals goth. I don't know why I well, wrote that down. Well, it takes a toll on you and it makes you not look your fresh and like a daisy happy go lucky best, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, this is where we get the Quidditch match. Uh, Harry's broom nearly tries to kill him, you know, and Hermione has to set fire to Snape's robes because they think he's the one doing it. And Hermione's, Hermione's like, a pyro. Yeah, Hermione's a pyro. She looks very happy when she sets fire to the ropes. <sighs> and it's only through a, you know, an accident that she actually solves the problem because yes. we find out later Snape was not casting the it curse. Was it was actually quarrel the whole time. Was... Shh! Don't tell <laughs> anyone. Yourself. Uh, I also noticed in this scene why the fuck are they wearing Quidditch? Why are they wearing robes while they're playing Quidditch? Robes. Probably make them fly slower? For dramatic effect. It's just so stupid. It is stupid. They should be wearing sporting clothes with warm layers because it's, you know, November. Oh, um, yeah, that's weird. It's like (laughs) how the movie skips because we're about to get to Christmas. Uh, Harry gets an invisibility cloak. Yay. And what does he use it for? Uh, to sneak around the castle. Sneak around the castle. Oh, I forgot the whole Nicholas Flamel thing. Um, Hagrid let it slip. Oh my god! No, I I think it's I think it's after the Quidditch game actually that Hagrid lets it snip about yeah. uh, Nicholas Flamel and the parcel. He says whatever's whatever's being protected by Fluffy's between Dumbledore and Nicholas. Oh, Flamel. did they not figure out the package? No, they figured out the package. Yeah. They figured out that's what's they under the trapdoor, but they don't know what it is. Yeah. They just know Nicholas Flamel has it. Harry goes to the restricted section, dun, 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 under his invisibility cloak. Mm-hmm. And that was also the scene where we find out that the three-headed dog, Fluffy, who is a giant three-headed dog, is Hagrid's pet. Oh, yeah. It's his pet. Because Hag- <laughs> it's this vicious three-headed I mean, dog. <laughs> Hagrid, he, he loves creatures. Creatures are great. All creatures, yes. We don't love Creature, the the house elf, but he loves creatures spelled differently. We don't see Creature for a very long time. <laughs> I had to make the joke. Okay. 
I just love the line where Filch is like, you can't hide when he tries to find Harry in the restricted section, and Harry's literally in an invisibility cloak, so he can't hide. Uh, mm-hmm. And Harry finds the mirror of Erised, and he spends Christmas with his parents, because he sees them in the mirror. I'm crying. It's fine. <laughs> it's so sad. In case you didn't know, Erised means desire. It's the mirror of desire, but it's a dark, twisted desire. Yeah, see... Because it makes you want to keep watching see, it and seeing it over and over. See, nobody thinks that um, calling it Erised is, like, super clever because, like, it's just... It's a mirror reversed of that. But I, I do like your take on it. That's not... It's not just mirror reversed. It's, like, twisted. It's twisted. It becomes obsession. Yeah. He becomes obsessed with the mirror. It's what you most desire... So when he looks at it, he sees his parents, he most desires it, he becomes obsessed with it. It's not like you look in the mirror and you say, ooh, I really wanted a cupcake. There's a cupcake in the mirror. Isn't that cool? No, it's like he look, he sees it and he so desires it, he, he, he gets obsessed with yep. it. So it's a twisted kind of desire. It, it's, yeah, it drives men mad. It's so yeah. it's not good. Mm-hmm. But what, is, what does Dumbledore see when he looks in the mirror? Um, a pair of woolen socks. Except that's not in the movie. A brand new pair of socks. No. But that's just so funny. I love that. I love that he gets, finds a new pair of socks. Of course, it's a lie. It's a lie. He clearly <laughs> sees... Um, he either sees Grindelwald or he sees his family. Or both. Is it Grindelwald or At his sister? At least in Fantastic Beats, he sees Grindelwald, but maybe his desire has changed. I think he sees his family altogether yeah, again. In, in Fantastic Beasts, which we're not supposed to be talking about right now, he definitely sees Grindelwald because there's some they're kind in of love. angst. It's because they're there. in love and it's forbidden love. <gasps> Because he's evil. Nowhere in the books does it ever mention it, and nowhere in the movies does it ever actually mention it, but yes, it is confirmed that he's gay. <laughs> so, yes, probably Gunnarwalt is his lover. He's just very gay. He has gay energy. Anyway. He's got big flowy robes in the movies, that's all I know. He has Listen, <laughs> he wears, like, plum velvet robes and suits. This man is, is I not... I love his hats. He's not straight. <laughs> Crazy hats with tassels and things, and he's got his long beards. Man is not straight. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Oh, yeah, there's the Hedwig scene that's just... I mean, I love Hedwig, but it just... She just kind of, like, comes in... You know she's missing something. Oh, did I miss something? I don't know where it is, because you're not showing it in the notes. What what is Um, it? Detention. Is that coming up? Must be coming up. Oh, maybe I skipped that entirely. (laughs) Uh, listen, my notes aren't great. Well, the dragon is like, it's important, but it's not really super important. Honestly. Yes. Well, you were excited about the scene where he talks about he, how he wants a dragon in the, yeah. in the subway. And then he... It's important for that. But like the dragon scene, the dragon plot itself is not super important. Uh, but I think that ha- comes anyway, up after ha- Christmas anyway. Is it? I'm looking. I'm just going to, let's talk about it now. Okay, so at some point, I don't remember when, Hagrid gets a dragon, and Harry, Ron, and Hermione are out of bed late, and Draco sees them, and so all four of them get detention, and what do they have to do for detention? They have to be out of bed. In the dark forest. We're going to talk about this detention thing, where they get detention, and they have to go to the dark forest, and Harry, and Draco, and the dog, Fang, start walking around. His name is Fang. Fang. He's adorable. Uh, so since we're comparing to the book a little bit, this is where it goes off kilter. Because in the it's book, Neville, Ron is not with it's them. Neville, not it's Ron. Neville with them. Uh, and it's not because they got caught seeing the dragon. It's because of a whole other. It thing. is though. 
It's not because they got caught seeing the dragon. It's because they get caught trying to smuggle the dragon out of Hogwarts. Exactly. exactly. Still, it's still the same thing, but it's which like, is why Ron's not there because Ron wasn't in that scene. Yeah. And but, I think Neville was Neville there was trying also to caught warn out them of or bed. something. Anyway, yeah. Harry sees Voldemort drinking from a unicorn. And we see a very interestingly rendered centaur save him. <laughs> now, we don't know it's definitely Voldemort. We see a cloaked... Okay, but the centaur like, says, like, it's Voldemort. Without saying it's Voldemort. He says it without saying it, and Harry's just like, oh, it's Voldemort. Okay. <laughs> so, drinking unicorn blood will keep you al- half alive or alive. It won't... He can't, like, become, like, human. Oh, yeah. He doesn't currently really have a body, but... No, okay. He can, he can I live. think I, I understand where... I did have a note about this. Where? Bad transition from um, Hagrid and the dragon to detention, because it looks like it's the same night. They don't transition to day okay. for a second. It's just... It looks like it's a continuous night scene. That they go to detention right okay. after they find them out of bed. <laughs> okay. So the scene before that that we missed, we missed one thing after you talked about the Hedwig scene was the frog card. Well, also about the the Hedwig's thing. So they use Hedwig a lot to just like change seasons and change time. So I think that's that's why they have Hedwig all the time is they they use her, they have her fly around and then oh all of a sudden it is spring, it was Christmas and now it is like April, I guess. Mm-hmm. In the later movies they use just birds flying by the Whomping Willow, but we haven't seen the Whomping Willow yet. So really, yeah. So. So yeah, we got a deleted the scene, the which is important because not only is this where they find out the whole thing about Nicholas Fumel, it's the only time in the Harry Potter series where they really talk about Grindelwald and Dumbledore. Like, Grindelwald is mentioned having the Elder Wand in Deathly Hollows, but they don't mention their duel in the movies. This is the only... In the books, they talk a little bit about him. In the books, they talk about him. Enough. They talk about him a bunch. But in the movies, yeah. But in the movies, they never talk about Grindelwald and Dumbledore's duel, except in this one deleted scene. Well, they really never talk about their relationship either, that they were friends searching for the wand together. I understand that. But, like, I don't know. They just... They don't talk about their connection ever. And this this is just important, because it's on Dumbledore's fucking chocolate frog card. And this is where also where we get, like I said, the Nicholas Fumel thing. And so they go to the library and they find out Sorcerer's Stone. Except it's actually a Philosopher's Stone because apparently Americans don't know what philosophers are. Well, in America, a philosopher is someone who discusses ideas and concepts where there it's a sorcerer. I still want to complain about this because a Sorcerer's Stone is not a thing. A Philosopher's Stone is literally a thing in folklore. It exists, mm-hmm. and it has its own history. They changed to sorcerer just to be more marketable, and I really hate that. So it's really stupid. Oh. I only call it sorcerers well, out of habit. Magical stone, so it kind of makes sense. All we know is it's, it has the ability to create life and do what people Not wanted to do for millions of years, which extend is life. extend life, extend life, and But gold. it also has the ability to to create gold. Yes, to turn things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which is something that people want it, have wanted to do for centuries, and people have tried to figure out chemically how to do that. No, doesn't work. So let's see. Um, Hermione is very happy about exams. She's excited for that. Um, the gang goes to confront Hagrid to ask about where he got the dragon egg from because Harry's figured out 
oh no, maybe maybe the person who gave him the dragon egg is is the person who was interested in like Fluffy and figuring Fluffy. out how to get past Fluffy. And this is when he tells him, of course I know how to take care of magical animals. I mean, I know how to take care of Fluffy. You know, all you need to do is come and is play a little bit of music. Yep. Also, Hagrid is playing dog. Hedwig's theme on, like, uh, is it a flute or something? Yeah, it's, it's a weird looking kind of flute. It's it's funny. And then, <laughs> then we get the scene where the three of them are like, they're walking inside, they're trying to figure this out, and Snape walks up to them like, what are you doing inside on a day like this? People might think you're up to something. And Harry's just staring just at Snape. At He's so focused on Snape, and he looks terrifying, and Snape's just like, what the fuck, kid? What do you want? And he walks away. I just think that's I don't hilarious. understand. They had just walked out of McGonagall's office. I don't understand why oh, yeah. it's suspicious in the first place that they're walking out of McGonagall's yeah, office. Yeah, because they went into McGonagall's like, office to ask where Dumbledore was because they figured out about the Sorcerer's Stone ship. And that's mm-hmm. when Snape cornered them. That's when they find out that he's left the castle on an emergency. So now we know that... And they go through the trap door. It's time to go. And... It's go time. And the harp is the on- only way to save the stone is for them to do oh, it yeah, themselves obviously. instead of talking to the teachers. Well, the teachers weren't listening to them. So it makes Well, sense. I don't think she would have understood. I mean, she did try to tell her a little bit, but I, I, I think if they really I don't were, think the teachers would have understood. Only Dumbledore would understand. I think the- McGonagall was just like, you're 11. Shut up. <laughs> so send an owl to Dumbledore. You know the owls can get him a letter, obviously, since they... Managed to get Harry about a thousand letters. Uh, so Neville tries to stop them, of course, so they won't get to Gryffindor into trouble. And they just, you know, they put a spell on him and then just go out. Just forget it. <laughs> Poor Neville's just like on the floor all night. It's fine. So the harp already has a spell on it, so they don't have to get past Fluffy too too hard. They just go through the trap door. Wait. The harp stops playing yes. music just before they go through the trap door. But, like, it's really not that hard because they get through it in time. So it doesn't matter. Uh, then there's the devil snare. It's dramatic. And Ron is freaking out. This scene is so much better in the book because Hermione's the one freaking out in this scene. And Ron's just like, "You're are you a witch or not? You can make fire with your wand. And Hermione is just like, we need to, do we have any wood? Like, how do we make a fire right now? I I love it because Hermione freaks out. And in the movie, they're just like, nah, just give that to Ron. And Hermione can be the logical one. No, it's better. Ron's more of a freak out kind of person, though. Hermione's more like, like... I can think logically. Okay, but Hermione's only had magic in her life for a year. I think it makes sense for her to... That she forgets to use it. Yeah, I think it would make sense. So then they come to the... the, What is it? The room with the keys? The flying keys and the broom. And I just think it's funny that uh, Quirrell probably had to get on that broom to get the key. Because I, I imagine this room is, like, Accio-proof, so they can't just summon a key to them. <laughs> so it's just funny. Also very convenient that Harry has flying skills. Uh, and they can get the key. Very convenient that Quirrell was rough with the key. Yeah, that's true. And injured and broke its wing. 
Because that made it easy for them well, to figure course, out which I, one I feel like that's not even just convenient. I think, of course, Coral would do that because he's probably, like, doing this and he's, like, really angry and pissed. He's like, oh, come on! I gotta get the fucking key! Ugh! <laughs> so this scene reminds me of, of something we talked about earlier, but Ron not being able to fly. Because in the video game version of this, Ron and Hermione can't fly their brooms to save their lives. Oh, yeah, that's, that's like, a whole thing, especially. I... I which, thought Ron was okay at it, keep... but I know Ronnie, uh, not Ronnie, Hermione, Hermione can't is fly at all. terrible at flying in, like, the Lego Harry Potter game that we played. Yeah, yeah. But the, Ron wasn't flying very well either, and I just think it's interesting because Ron grew up with the broom. Yeah. I mean, they had brooms at home. They played, they flew. And, but then, um, but anyway. then it's very convenient that Ron is good at chess. Yay! And they get through the chessboard. Yeah, before that, we had seen scenes at Christmas time where he mm-hmm. was playing chess, and everybody thought it, uh, Hermione thought it was barbaric that he played chess this way. Because the wizard's now, chess. Now, Ron is not considered an intellectual throughout most of the movies or book series, but he's a really good chess player, which is an intellectual thing. Yeah. A lot of people who aren't intellect, you know, it's something you need to know strategy and you need to really think. So I always think that Ron is not an intellectual because he doesn't like books. Yes. He likes to think, he likes to do things that are hands on, and because these. This chess that is actually a pretty hands-on I mean, kind of chess game. That's why so, it appeals to him, and that's why he can focus so, on it. So, Mother, um, I believe I've heard, like, um, some theories somewhere on the internet that uh, Ron may have um, a learning disability. Uh, either ADHD and that. or dyslexia of some kind. Where That's why he might be having trouble in school, and he doesn't want to focus on schoolwork. He wants to focus on fun things like quidditch and chess so i would go with dyslexia you you in my mind only because i think he has a hard time with the book stuff yeah but he's really good with the chess well i was i was thinking Um, also maybe and chess requires focus well that's what i'm saying maybe he's hyper focusing on chess he could be hyper focusing i don't know i i I would go with the one of the i I don't know i would go with although food does distract has a learning disability i'm not sure which one but both? Both? <laughs> Possibly? Could be Ron both. Ron is actually a demigod. That's, that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is a pure-blood wizard, so who knows? Could be. No, but that would make him a half-blood. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe he's a god. Ron is actually a god. <laughs> the god of chess. The god of chess. But they play the best game of chess, and, and it's, it's violent, really, and Ron sacrifices It's really himself. sad after that, because we've got... I mean, I guess the double snare thing is like, oh, this is Hermione getting to do a cool thing. Sure. And then we get Harry getting to do a cool thing. that's probably why they let her be cool. And then we get Ron getting to do a cool thing. But I'm sad that we don't have the potions thing with the fire, because that was a logic puzzle, and that's perfect for Hermione, but they skip it. I think that's why they gave her the devil's snare thing to be, yeah. like, cool and calm with. Because otherwise, it just shows Ron and Harry doing their best. And we know Hermione is the logical one. Well, so. Hermione yeah, no, would have been awesome wins. for the logic She could have gotten two things that huh? she was good at. Yeah. I, I, I wish they had done that because I think the potion thing is really good. And it would have been suspenseful and nice. And then we get... The freaking scariest scene that I would hide under things when I was a child. I have... I have didn't stop you from watching the movie a hundred times. I know. But yes, I have vivid memories of like hiding under a chair while watching this scene where Harry sees Quirrell and Quirrell takes off his turban and it's Voldemort. Ah, on the other side of his head. It's terrifying. It's kind of creepy. <laughs> and okay, I think I talked about this in the 
in the book episode that we did. But so Quirrell's first name is Quirinus, which is another name for the Roman god Janus, who also is two-headed and is the god of, like, beginnings and endings and transition. So, like, you could say this is the ending of this movie and this book, but also it's the beginning of Harry's journey, really? Like, this is just, this is the first story. It's the end of one, but it's also the beginning. It's the transition of, like, okay, Harry's now gonna be a cool wizard and shit. And we, we also saw um, Quirrell at um, at the League of Cauldron, I guess you could say. That's, that's also, like, a transition period where he's, like, going into... Mm-hmm wizard stuff Just, exactly he's we, he's embarking for the first time in the wizarding world and the leaky cauldron is like kind point. of a transitionary place between the wizarding world and the magic or in the muggle world wow mm-hmm. yeah anyway that's my fun little interpretation because i love mythology and i want to talk about that for a second <laughs> i'm going to talk since you brought us back to leaky cauldron i just have to say this one thing i like the representation of the owner of the leaky cauldron so much better in this movie because it is a transitional place. It is existing in both regular London and in the magical world. And the innkeeper mm-hmm. should look normal. Where we see in the later versions, he looks like Igor from yeah. like a Frankenstein or Dracula so movie. So I believe there's um, actually and- a description in one of the books. Uh, <laughs> I've heard people talk about this. Where Tom, the, in- the, the innkeeper, barkeeper, looks mm-hmm. like a toothless walnut. And I feel like that well, fits the was... Igor <laughs> more than it fits. Well, he's this like one. I mean he's like this hunchback who's bald and yeah I just I, I just think it's it. it's it's doesn't meet what I would expect to see if you went into an English pub. Uh, I mean you could I mean obviously you could have someone who's a hunchback who's bald and has missing teeth and whatever. I but, don't know. You know, I I think the first movie he looks more like what I would expect, and then it's the transitional point. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know why they. I had don't to like make the fact that they changed him like that in the next one. It was weird. I don't know why they changed him. It worked. It wor- Yeah, it worked better in this movie. Yeah. But then they also changed one of the teachers too, Flitwick. Yes, Flitwick gets a big makeover. It's just the third movie. Flitwick it's because they changed like... directors and Alfonso Cuarón yeah. stuff ends up sticking more. Didn't like him being like a hundred year old wizard, so they made him like into like a. 40 or 50 year old wizard. <laughs> All right. Can we finish off the movie? We can. Sorry. So Harry ends up defeating Voldemort and getting the stone from the mirror because only, only somebody who wanted the stone would find it and not use it would be able to get it. And that's what Dumbledore mm-hmm. says later. And so Harry gets the stone every... and Quirrell does not. The one thing we didn't discuss was that every, like, the professors all had their own little input into different, yeah, so of like, the different parts. So, Fluffy was Hagrid's, um, the Devil Snare was Professor Sprout, uh, the keys. The chess set was McGonagall. The chess set was McGonagall. It's, it's fun how that's transfiguration. Uh, yeah. Uh, the keys and the broom, that was Hooch and Flitwick. And we don't have the potions one, so Snape was not involved. Yeah, Snape was not involved. Even though the they literally say the entire thing. they say in the movie, Snape is one of the professors protecting the stone, protecting it. Yeah, except but they, they never don't show that have the potions room. And Dumbledore's room is the the mirror because they move the mirror, mirror of Arisette in, Arisette. into that. And so, and because Harry's um, pr- protective love, Voldemort cannot touch Harry. 
So, Quirrell dies. Harry kills Quirrell. Trying to steal, get the stone from him, yeah. Harry kills him just by touching him, which did not, doesn't quite happen the same way in the book. I believe that uh, Harry still does burn Quirrell in the book, but Quirrell doesn't die from that. Voldemort's soul leaves Quirrell because he knows it's not going to work out, and then Quirrell promptly dies because of that. Because of, like, the contact with Voldemort's soul and it leaving him. There's nothing left keeping him alive. Makes sense. But the the fact that in the movie, Harry literally commits murder, it's fine. <laughs> Why can't Harry see Thestrals in the next one? I don't know. Harry should be able to see Thestrals after this because he killed Quar. Harry should be able to see Thrust Thestrals from the very beginning because he sees death his whole life. I mean, he sees his mother die. He was over a year old when his mother died. He was there. He saw his mother it's die. So he sees Quirrell die. He sees other people die throughout the books, and yet it's only after he sees Sirius die that then he sees the Thestrals. I don't know. Maybe that's just the one that affected him the most. No, it's not after Sirius. It's after Cedric. No, it's, no, it's the Sirius. Who is it? Cedric dies. That's it's right. only because that's one that affected him, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Weird logic there. Then we get um, Dumbledore explaining everything when Harry's in the hospital wing, because of course we had to have Dumbledore explain everything that's going on. Except not really, because he still didn't tell Harry why Voldemort tried to kill him. <laughs> but he ate earwax jelly yes. bean. That was he, funny. He ate earwax. Alas. Yeah. Earwax. That's why I will never eat those every flavor beans, because they do have they do roast, actually have flavors. roast flavors. Okay. Yes. Last. I'd rather eat chocolate frogs. Last scene of the movie. Everybody's happy. Everybody's happy, except um, it's only really the Slytherins that are happy because they won the House Cup. Except JK, they didn't actually win the House Cup because Dumbledore <laughs> Dumbledore gave Gryffindor like 160, no, 170 more points. Because he gave Ron and Hermione 50 each, and then he gave Harry 60, and then he gave Neville 10 points. Because he stood up to his friends who were doing something he thought was wrong, which they technically were breaking a bazillion rules. And yes, Harry Ron Hermione did save the school, but also Dumbledore. They broke a billion rules. <laughs> Dumbledore. Ah, Dumbledore cheated. That's it. That's he can cheat all he wants because he, he's the boss. He's the most powerful wizard in the world. Okay. He can cheat all he wants. And with that, I think we're done with the movie discussion part of this. Wait a minute, no, the final scene, the real final scene. At the after this, they're going oh. back home. They're at oh, the right, train sorry, the station. Train. I didn't write that down. And Hagrid gives him a book with all the pictures of his parents and that he had it doesn't say it in the movie, but in the books I think doesn't it say he got the pictures from their friends. Yes. Yes he did. Yeah, so he had friends send pictures so that he had There's a collection also of pictures, pictures of, of his Harry, parents. Ron and Hermione in there, and I wanna know who took those because that never happened. <laughs> somebody was just it's it was actually Dumbledore in the shadows just randomly taking pictures of these children without their consent yeah. Harry doesn't get a photographer until the next <laughs> book <laughs> then he has his own personal photographer uh, oh he's like one of the he's he's like the characters at Disney he's a Harry's a face character and Colin is his photo pass guy <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> but that's in the next book <laughs> or movie Yep. Colin Creevy. Colin Creevy, the creepy kid. Colin Creepy? Follows him around Colin Creepy. Yep. Okay, we're done with... Colin Creepy instead of Creepy. We're done with the movie discussion. Let's move on. What went so, wrong? So, if you haven't listened to this podcast before, and you actually made it through all of that, uh, 
This is where we talk <laughs> about you. what went wrong in the piece of media that we have discussed and how we would try to fix that. Mother, what are your gone wrongs? What am I gone wrongs? Hmm. First of all, I said it before and I'll say it again. The baby in the opening scene is not a one and a half year old, not a one year old. He looks like he's like a six month old in the opening scene. It's not the same kid who is standing there at the bassinet. It just doesn't look like the same kid. And he looks too tiny to be in a basket outside. Having had a one-year-old, they're usually a little bigger than mm-hmm. that. Usually. Um, let me see here. What else went wrong? Why don't the professors ever believe a word they tell them when they tell them something's going wrong? I mean, I know that... I mean, no, but still. But still. I mean, Dumbledore knows what's going on. They never I've already talked said it. I Dumbledore. believe Dumbledore has... Not personally. They need to talk to Dumbledore. Dumbledore is still like a separate. He's still like too high above. He's not as close with them yet. His character's not fleshed out yet. He doesn't become close with Harry until like the fourth one, I'm going to say. And I think they cut out some scenes that would have been helped to show just how crazy his uncle really gets. Yeah. Because they don't show like the scenes where he goes to the hotel. Because they go to a hotel and he's all freaked out in the hotel. And they don't show them actually going to the island on the boat. Yeah. In the middle of a, of a massive storm. They don't just, they're not just there during a storm. They go there in a boat during the but, storm. So they're actually rowing mother, there in the boat during the mother, storm. But mother, what went wrong in the movie? What actually happened in the movie? That went wrong in the movie. They cut no, stuff out. No, not stuff they that cut was cut out. out. What happened in the movie? Not what didn't happen. What happened that didn't make sense? Okay, mine is, um, we, we already talked about this, but... Harry's, uh, the fact that he didn't have any clothes, um, and the way that I fixed it is that he's borrowing from Ron. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I said that before. Yeah. So, okay. No clothes. Uh, oh yeah. The iguana. (laughs) It is, it's not a evil magical creature as far as we know. As far as we know, iguanas are not evil or magical or anything, but they're learning about them in Defense Against the Dark Arts, or at least they're using one for some reason. Unless it can be defensive. Unless it's a defensive what magic. What are the magical properties has. of an iguana? If you know, please tell us. <laughs> if it was mentioned in Pottermore at some point in time that we don't recall, please let us know because I don't understand. Um, and it's never explained in the books. It's just in the movie. Um, let's see here. What else do we got? Oh, we had discussed while we were watching this inclusiveness. Well, okay. So that's not just thing for this movie. That's thing for like all of the Harry Potter movies. Uh, you can look this up on YouTube, but there is, like, a video that has every person of color in a Harry Potter movie speaking, and it's, like, less than ten minutes long. It's, I, it might even be, like, less than five minutes long, actually. It's just, there are not a lot of people of color. There's also, like, no queer people at all. <laughs> so. No one is defined as queer at all in the movie I have series, a lot of headcanons. Or the books, but really. But this movie is not super applicable to them. Because everybody's 11. <laughs> but, yeah, they're... And then there's the whole question about, is she or isn't she? Hermione. Okay, okay, okay. So, I mean, that's not our movie thing necessarily, but we can talk about that for a second. So... It is a movie thing because the movie is where yes, you get... the movie is where we get the, white the, Hermione The definition from. that most people The book, have. we don't yes, actually get, get anything. The movie. the movie is where we get white Hermione. The play, Cursed Child, is where we get black Hermione. So... Uh, J.K. Rowling does not define Hermione as anything, and that has nothing to do with her being inclusive or anything. That has to do with the fact that she assumes people are white, 
and that is very much a white privilege thing. Like, I'm just gonna say it's it's a thing that a lot of us white people do think. Like, oh yeah, like this this person, like they're probably just white. I'm just gonna imagine them that way yeah. because that is the default, and it's really bad. And I'm not gonna condone that. It's a good thing. It's a bad thing. It's a very bad thing. <laughs> it is most re- that is most po- probably the case. However, I still say that there's an alternate idea on this there, whole thing. It is open to interpretation. That it could Hermione's be open to interpretation hair, because the way it's described, it it very much could be a black girl because it's like curly and frizzy and out of control and I love it. It's awesome. Yeah. It could so it could it could be either way. She could be white, she could be black, she could be multiracial. It's not defined in the books well. It's not defined anywhere else. So the movie went with a white girl because obviously in most literature because, when it's not defined, yeah. it goes to default of white, yeah. which is terrible. Unless unless of course the author's black and then most likely it would be defaulted to a person of color. Yeah. It's just it's but, don't it try is. to say that J.K. Rowling was trying to leave it open to interpretation because she wasn't. She's a white woman and she said she thought that white was the default for Hermione. She only said stuff later on because she was happy that somebody interpreted it in a different way and she wanted to make herself look better. Because let's be clear, she's well, a trash think- person. <laughs> I'm just going to say this. As far as Hermione goes, I think either interpretation works well. The movie version of Hermione works well. I've seen the play. The play version of Hermione works well. It took a few minutes for me to get used to it, only because I've had also, eight movies of the other Hermione. Hermione's but hair I th- worked in, well. like, white Hermione's hair is just so bad. In the beginning, it's, it's terrible. So it looks like she basically just rolls out of bed and goes to class. But, you know, she's an 11-year-old kid. That may be what she does. It's just, what did they do to her hair? It's like, it's not even curly. It's just frizzy. It's just really bad yeah. and frizzy. And, like... I'm sorry. Did you not watch The Princess Diaries? No, like, if if it was <laughs> if it was Mia's hair from Princess Diaries, I would get it. That, that looks like Hermione hair to me. <laughs> but movie Hermione doesn't even look enough like Hermione. <laughs> Like I said, it, it kind of looks like someone who just like rolls out of bed and doesn't brush their hair. Yeah. But of course, she's an eleven-year-old kid and she's into books, I freaking so she's had not, like like into frizzy that. hair, and my hair didn't look that bad. But also, my hair wasn't that curly when it was long. So, no, it 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 had the frizzy look when it was long, but it wasn't really curly when it was long. It was curlier when you when it was trimmed like medium length. Yeah, my hair and is weird. Really short, I don't so understand no it. Gingers, am it's I right? It's very thick too. Yes. All right. It's very. Do you very have thick. any other genres? <laughs> I wasn't. I never got my Hogwarts letter. That's what went wrong with this movie. I should be there in the movie. I should be there in Hogwarts. I, I just want to say again, <laughs> J.K. Rowling is trash. Um, that's it. <laughs> okay, let it go. There's nothing you can do. You're not going to change it. I know. She wrote I just want to say she wrote the... really awesome books. Mother, we enjoy the mother, story. Don't, don't don't argue with me, Liz. She is trash. I'm that's not arguing. It. All right. No. I just had to breathe for a second. Are we done? Yes. I think, I think we're good there. Um, okay. You can find the podcast. We're on Instagram and Facebook. We're at Fandoms Gone Wrong Pod. Um, we're on Twitter at Fandom Gone Wrong. You can send us an email. Tell us about how 
Ghanas are magic, please. Uh, we're at fandomsgonewrongpod at gmail.com. <laughs> you can find me specifically. I'm at greenpixie12 most places on the internet, except for Twitter, where I'm at greenpixie123. I sometimes do the YouTube thing. Sometimes. Sometimes. I'm at Charlie Mac. That's M-A-C-K. Uh, that's right. I keep forgetting in the last, like, two episodes I haven't talked about this, but I have another podcast now. Uh, <laughs> it's called Of the Eldest Gods. It's a Rick Riordan read-along podcast, and you can find it any place that you can find your podcasts. Apparently my mother wants to be a guest on it someday. We might be able to make that Maybe. happen. Um, I do, however- Only if you give me blue M&Ms. Oh, I can find you some blue M&Ms. That's fine. Uh, uh, I do, however, know that um, after we cover each book on that podcast, we are going to be- I'm going to be bringing my co-host from Of the Eldest Gods, Taylor, onto this one, and we're going to be covering the whole book here with my mother. That's how we're going to- We are? Yes. I already told you about this. Okay. If you say so. She doesn't remember shit. I don't get to pick what we do. Like, 90% of the time. Yes, I don't get you to pick. do! I tell you, hey, would you yeah, want you to do tell this? Me. <laughs> I tell you, hey, um, I'm thinking about doing this. Would that be okay? And you say, sure, I don't care. And I'm like, okay, then it's I going on care. the schedule. Because you don't fucking care. I do care. She doesn't so care about this H2O. podcast, but she spent like 50 bucks on a new mic. It's fine. I do care about the podcast. You just make it seem like work sometimes. That's all. It is a little bit of work. It's not work. We don't get paid. It is a little bit of work. <laughs> hey, we could get paid. Patreon? Do we want to make a Patreon? Someday. If you want, you know, if you want souvenirs of our wonderful podcast, let us know. We can always make something. Uh, Mother, where can people find you on the internet? <laughs> you can find me on Instagram. Um, travel planning by Carrie. Sometimes I post stuff about my trips to Disney and Universal. She's a travel cruises, agent. Like if that. you need a travel agent. I'm a travel agent, you yes. You know, you can go to her for those things. Yeah, I'll help you out. And, oh yeah, do we say what we're talking about next week? Or next two weeks? H, isn't it H two O? Yeah, we're gonna talk about H two O again. Finally, season two. Season two of H two O. It's been a while. It's been a hot. We're gonna watch minute. it in just a minute, actually. Yeah, we're gonna watch it right after this. Cause I love it. Who doesn't want to be a mermaid? <laughs> Swim in the ocean with sharks. And yeah, that's that's it for this week. In Australia, no okay, less. Mother. <laughs> I love Australia. I know you do. Can we finish the pot now? We are finished. Okay. We love you awesome nerds. Goodbye. Bye.